Welcome to the Poet and the Reader podcast. If you like chatting about all things bookish, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Shanice. And I'm Vina, and welcome to our National Poetry Month episode. Woohoo! National Poetry This has been Ready made now. for you, Shanice. Yes. <laughs> it has been wait- made for people who like poetry. <laughs> Indeed. I, I want to try to like poetry, and I think you're going to help me with that today. We are going to talk about that later. <laughs> I'm running this show. This is the Shanice takeover. <laughs> uh, but first, as usual, we're going to go over our uh, latest reads and our current reads. But also, how are you? Like, I know you had your little Virginia trip, vacation. How did that go? Yeah, yeah, it was actually pretty good. Um, my I let my parents hear, my, my step-parents, so my stepdad and my stepmom, I let them hear the podcast and they yeah? really enjoyed it. Yeah, they really enjoyed it. Oh, that's it. so cute. Yeah, they asked because they um because my my stepmom wants to start a podcast of uh like writing. I mean not writing what bugging. Uh, she wants <laughs> to start one of like hair. I think it's like hair tutorials and and stuff like that. Like getting into conversation with barbers and and things like that. Ooh, and I was that's like really go for cool. it. And so she asked like how's the podcast and stuff and um. Yeah, we just talked a little bit about it, and I was just like, you can hear us. And then they listened to our last episode that um, mm-hmm. aired, and mm-hmm. they, they enjoyed it. Yeah. Aw. That's sweet. Yeah, it was pretty I love cool. it. <laughs> yeah, I was eating cookout and listening to our, uh, which I don't normally do. I only listen to our podcast once, right? Like, when I have to. Right, um, right. Yeah. When I send it to you. And then I don't, <laughs> and I don't really listen to it again, unless I'm making cast, like, listen to it because yeah. of, I don't know, something or another. But, like, I don't really listen to our podcast, you know? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's weird sometimes when. It is weird. It is. Yeah. I only listen when I edit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they asked me, is it weird to, like, hear my voice? And um, because I have spent so many years performing, it's not weird to hear my voice. Because mm-hmm. um, one of the things I would do when I was into slam, um, when I tried to, like, when I had to, you, because, you know, you have to, like, memorize your pieces. One thing I would do was record myself doing the piece, and then I would listen back to it. Mm, okay okay and then i that yeah and that's how i would remember it yeah you told me that you did open mic over there how did that go it was so nice so i went to two yeah i went to an open mic um it was pretty dope i learned from i was trying to send you the recording but i couldn't so mm-hmm. i had to send it th- to you through whatsapp probably because yeah, i know you dominican you, you got a whatsapp i know I you do. got a whatsapp <laughs> <laughs> that's how i talk to my parents <laughs> only caribbean people got whatsapp like <laughs> uh yeah so i'll send it to you on whatsapp um but yeah mm-hmm. i was just really excited to see uh i sat down with an old like um a poet who i learned from basically and it was just really dope to like talk to her for the past like 10 years like we haven't really like sat down and talked like that was the first time we seen each other in 10 years so like it was just amazing. It was like, it was really weird too because um, when she had, when I had told her I was coming, because she told me the next time I come to like let her know. And I was going there by myself, like Cass was accompanying with me. So like mm-hmm. I didn't have to think about, oh, okay, this is like me and Cass can do this together. You know what I'm saying? So like kind of did it by myself. So, right. Um, yeah. So uh, even though I think that she would have loved this place, like you would love this place, it was hella mm-hmm. dope. Um, nice. so it was funny cause she, I had called her, I told her I was going to come up there. She's like, okay, on Tuesday, we're going to do some poetry shit. I was like, okay, dope. Right. 
So my stepfather calls me and he's just like, oh, I have some poetry stuff. I signed you up for an open mic. It's going to be on Tuesday. And I'm like, no, I have to go out with Megan on Tuesday. You know? Right, right. Come to find out was the same place that they were taking me to. I love that. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So this place is called uh, Sunday Service Mm -hmm. um, Open Mic. It's in Richmond, Virginia. It is hella... The food is amazing. Like, so good. They have their own, like, seasoning. And it's mostly, like, like singers and rappers and stuff like that. But it Mm -hmm. was such a dope-ass night. Like, so dope. Super welcoming. Like, everybody was just so dope. I wonder if they also sensed your growth as well. Because you probably haven't read since before going to Queens College, right? Or have you participated since? No, they haven't heard oh. me since, like, I did Slam when I was young. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And it wasn't just her that I knew. It was, um, I actually had uh, the poet laureate. His name's Roscoe Burnham's. He, um, he was there, and he's somebody that I grew up with as well. So he was just like, oh, are you still doing poetry? And they're doing amazing things out there. Like, they're doing, like slam competitions with high schoolers Mm. they're doing like a bunch of community service shit like bringing poetry to like high schools and like the younger generation and it's just like hella dope nice i'm so glad you did it it must have felt good yeah and my friend uh jay witt um he was there too like he sang and i have his album he's really dope too uh and my other friend his name is Corey. he's rapping and I've, I've and it was crazy too because like i heard him rapping when we were young so like it was kind of like full circle that like i'm listening to all these people that we heard you know we all listened to and like chilled when we were young and now we're back and like you know it was really dope mm-hmm. though had Aww. a good time that's great yeah yeah i gotta send you some clips i didn't send you all of them yeah i want to see them yeah all right, so I'm sure you did some reading. <laughs> so what are your last? Well, you readings? go first. Oh, you, you want me to go first? You okay, go first. Okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna go wow first. you right now. I'm gonna wow you because I yeah. finished my fourth book since our last episode this morning. Um, so this is gonna take a minute. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the first one that I finished uh, since our last episode was Brooklyn by Cole Toybin. I think that's how you pronounce it. Did it get better? Did you like it? uh okay so (laughs) okay (laughs) i realized that i watched the movie when it came out back in the day and Mm -hmm. i completely forgot the plot so when i read the book it was like new information for me and there was so many parts of it that i disliked about the book so i was like okay let me watch the movie again and see like how they compare so in the movie we see the main uh, character, Ailish. I think it's her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ailish Lacey. She has agency. She has control over her situation. She can like make decisions for herself. But in the book, the author completely takes that away from her, and she's a completely different mm. person. So I feel that the movie, for once in my life, I will say, is better than the book. <laughs> Which is wow. rarely happens, but there you have that it. That is very rare. I know. It's just, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, this one, it missed the mark for me, but I highly recommend the movie. The book ends in like cliffhanger, so you don't even know what happens to her. And it's very ambiguous. But the movie, it tells, it gives you an extra scene that is needed in the book, basically, okay. at the end. Um, so highly recommend that. 
I also finished what's going to be one of my top reads of the year. I, I've been reading some very, <laughs> some very great books. So it's Sea of Tranquility by Emily St. John Mandel, who is Mabu. I mm-hmm. love her. Um, this mm-hmm. is a companion novel to her previous work, which is The Glass Hotel. And as soon as I finished it, I saw that it was going to be a movie or a TV show, and she's writing it, and I'm very excited. So they're turning uh, Glass Hotel and this book into a TV show, and I'm very happy for her. Uh, If I haven't mentioned what Sea of Tranquility is about, I'll give you a brief description. So it's three timelines, uh, 1912, the present, and far into the future. So, uh, So you follow a cast of characters that she did it so well, where... In the first uh, timeline, the characters connect through time traveling, but they're also the characters that you see in the Glass Hotel. And I, we, we were talking about this earlier. Taylor Jenkins Reid does this with her books or her latest books. Yeah. I don't, we don't know if the earlier work is the same, but I've never seen this author do it, and she did it like beautifully. It was it was seamless. I was gasping. I was like, oh, my God, that guy was in the first chapter and I missed him. So I have to read the book again. <laughs> so it's a book that you can read again and catch like all the things that you missed. Um, I loved it. I loved it. Highly recommend. Um, my next read was Frizzy by Claribel Ortega. Um, so this is a middle grade graphic novel, which I don't usually pick up. It's about Marlene, a young girl who stops straightening her hair and embraces her natural curls. I love this book. It's representation for Dominicans, which we need. And all the references and the way the the adults talk to the kids is exactly the conversations that I would have with my parents or my family Mm, members. Um, And Marlene loves three things. She loves books, her cool Tia Ruby, and hanging out with her best friend Camila. But according to her mother, Paola, the only thing she needs to focus on is school and growing up. That means straightening Mm -hmm. her hair every weekend so she can be presentable or have good hair. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But Marlene hates being in the salon and doesn't understand why her curls are not considered pretty by those around her. With a few hiccups, a dash of embarrassment, and the much-needed help of her friends, she slowly starts the journey to appreciate and proudly wear her curly hair. Did when I tell you this is this was beautiful. The way it's illustrated is gorgeous. There's a whole like chapter of how to care for your hair if you have curly hair, and I've never seen that in a book ever. So I thought that was really cool. Um, right. and it's very relatable. Like when I was a kid every weekend, we had to strain our hair. I could never have it curly. I was embarrassed when I had it curly. And then I got older and I'm like, I love my curls. So why don't I just curl it up? And, um, right. You know, it's crazy too. Cause that's how Cass is like her grandmother, like she would get her hair like straightened every two weeks. And then we started mm-hmm. dating and I was just like, like, I don't know. We just had certain conversations about like natural yeah. hair and I've also been someone who was, like, very connected to my natural right. hair. Like, I never liked going to no, the salon. it's torture. I have long, <laughs> thick-ass fucking hair. I would sit in the dryer for, like, mm-hmm. hours mm-hmm. because I had it had to dry. And your ears like, burn. It's just, you know how nah. thick my hair is. Yeah. I Bitch, no. I was like, no. <laughs> so when I became an adult, 
uh, like, you know, like high school years, that's when I started to embrace my natural hair, trying to like nobody knew how to right, take care of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like I had to like go through trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and just growing up in DR, it they consider beautiful to be straight hair. They don't consider beautiful to be curly hair. Yeah. And as a kid, you just hear that and you believe it, you know, and once I, right. you know, grew up and learned more. Not me, bitch. I used to fight my grandmother. I used to be like, <laughs> no. Why is it my is my hair not beautiful? I know, all? I know. So I highly recommend you read it. Please pick it up. It comes out uh, for everyone else um, that might want to pick this up. It comes out October. Oh, I'm so sorry. This is a very early draft that I read, um, but it comes out October 18 of this year. And finally, our buddy read, ladies and gentlemen, we did a buddy read together. <laughs> You can't see, but I'm dancing. <laughs> the long-awaited buddy read. Uh, we're, we did a Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller, the TikTok famous book. We wanted to see what the hype yes. was about. And did it meet our expectations? To be determined. I'm still sitting with it. I, I'm still not sure on what I will be rating this. But if you don't know what it's about. Yeah, when did you finish it? This morning at like 8 a.m. Because okay. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> Um, so this takes place in Greece in the age of heroes, Patroclus. Oh, I will say, before I tell you the synopsis, even though you just read it, <laughs> that the <laughs> audiobook is perfection. I fell in love with the narrator. Is it? I fell in love with him. He taught me how to say all these crazy names because I wouldn't be able to say them otherwise. And he sounds like Thor from the Marvel movies. So he has... The okay. perfect voice for this for this story. I even looked him up to see I if he's that. done other audiobooks. So like, I need to follow this guy, but this this is his only one that I want to read. <laughs> um, so okay, okay, so Patroclus is our main character. He's an awkward young prince who's who has been exiled into the kingdom of Thaya. Another word that I learned because of my narrator boyfriend. Anyways, uh, here he is, nobody, <laughs> just another unwanted boy living in the shadow and of King Peleus and his golden son, Achilles. Achilles, the best of all the Greeks, is everything Patroclus is not. He is strong, beautiful, the child of a goddess, and by all rights, their path should not cross. Yet one day, Achilles takes the shamed prince under his wing. And soon their tentative connection gives way to a steadfast friendship as they grow into young men skilled into the arts of war and medicine. Their bond blossoms into something far deeper. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, So profoundly moving and breathtakingly original, this rendering of the epic Trojan War is a dazzling feat of the imagination, a devastating love story, and an almighty battle between gods and kings, peace and glory, fame and the human heart. This book, I feel like we should talk about it together. <laughs> should we make a whole episode? I don't know. I hope we do. So, <laughs> yeah, that was my thing. I was thinking about either, like, letting the Instagram decide, maybe. Yeah. That, like, what do you think we got? What do you think we should do? Right. Should we do a spoiler-free should, like, episode or a spoiler right. episode? <laughs> One or the other. Right. And then would you listen to it? Like, is it worth it? Yeah. Yeah. And also, would you think that this is something that you would be interested in doing 
semi-regularly. Mm-hmm. Like, reading, like, TikTok famous books and mm. seeing if they are worth the hype in our point of views. Um, but I will say about this book, I don't know what I'm reading it. I really don't know. But it did make me obsessed <laughs> into researching Greek mythology. I ordered a 40 dollar book <laughs> hardcover full of illustrations full of history and i'm like okay i'm gonna sit down and i have to you know inform myself because i yeah. i barely knew anything going into this story i will say that i was spoiled many times by customers who just came in and decided i'm choosing violence today and i'm telling this girl how this book goes which is really me i can't believe they did that I know, to you i know um but also they were like oh don't you know greek mythology like this is uh, common knowledge and i'm like no i didn't go well my education didn't include greek mythology i don't know if it did for you um but i did read odysseus in college so i do remember that mm-hmm. Um, and then I recently got into Lore Olympus, which also is Greek mythology. And then this is my like third yes. book um, about Greek mythology. And yeah, I was spoiled. But I, even though I knew what happened, I didn't know how it happened. Because the right. one movie I've seen with Achilles is Troy, which I don't recommend. It's, it's mm-hmm. terrible. So I know how the Achilles heel comes into play. And I don't know if you were thinking this right. the whole time, but I was like, when does she mention his heel? Because it never comes into the story. Right. Well, even to the point, right? Like, so Achilles was dipped into um, the water. Right. And the only part that wasn't dipped into the water was the heel. Right. But she didn't mention that at all in the book. I have a different edition, I should point out, than you. I got the UK cover, and it's, as as yes. I was listening to the narration and reading, because I do that at the same time, um, the narration mm-hmm. was the US edition, and some of the words were switched around, which I thought was really interesting, from the mm-hmm. UK, but also the UK doesn't have the interview at the back of the paperback that we have in the US, so today at the shop, I just went to the interview and they ask her this. They're like, why didn't you include some of like the most well-known aspects of Achilles, such as the whole heel thing? And she, her reasoning was she felt that the heel was very unrealistic in the way of killing somebody off. So we're not going to say how she does it in the book, but I'm okay with the way it no. happens um rather right. than the heel because the whole time i'm like it's gonna feel so silly if the way that he dies is by his heels <laughs> so the way that she right. did it in the book makes more sense to me i don't know right but that's how he dies though no no no. i know that i know that um but i just i was no i know i know but i'm just saying like she's saying it's unrealistic but that's literally exactly how he died. Like, exactly you know it made me upset mm-hmm. the way that he he died right because the way that he died was not it didn't match up with like the mythology of his heel you know what i'm saying so like that was the spot that he was weak at yeah so like i don't understand why maybe he could have died a different way from the heel right you know it could have been played with a lot Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and I, i don't know I don't know. I No, I, I just sat down today and just wrote four pages of just my thoughts and like what I like and dislike right. about it. And 
I didn't want to pick up a, another book up, which I'm going to talk about later because I'm doing another buddy read, which is another story. <laughs> but um, I, I needed to sit with this book because I had all these thoughts. It's not a deep book and it's not written very like flowery or anything like that. It's very concise and right. to the point. And even their dialogue is very dry. I don't know if you felt that way too. I went into this book with expectations, right? right? And that was my fault. I went into this book thinking that it was going to be set in modern day. I thought it was like not like a retelling of mm-hmm. it, but like in a, in a modern like, you know, aspect. And what was your and knowledge beforehand? Were you into Greek mythology and you knew about it or? Yeah, I've always been into okay. Greek mythology. So like I knew okay. about like more or less. I didn't I didn't know much. Of, I knew about Achilles like a little bit. Of, mm-hmm. And I knew about... um. So I knew a little bit about Braeus and I, lo- I knew some about Achilles and um, yeah, I knew some about everything, mm-hmm. but like I didn't know the full, like, I, I was interested in seeing how this story came about. Right. Also, who they trained with, what was his name? The, the centaur? Uh, I want to say Kairos. I knew about him as well mm-hmm. because he was in, um, he was in a bunch of, so I took a Greek mythology class mm-hmm. in co- in college and I also was in, really into it in high school because I was reading, um, Percy Jackson? I read The Lightning Thief and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I read Percy Jackson, mm-hmm. but like, it, like that's what got me into Greek mythology and then I started reading more about it, whatever I could find. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that was my knowledge before. The thing was that I feel like, um, Miller was not sure how she wanted dialogue to be, if she mm-hmm. wanted it to be more modern yeah or or like you know old-fashioned old yeah you know old-fashioned and i'm just like she didn't do a very good job in meshing the two mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she kind of like i she either picked one side or picked the other side and that was kind of like mm-hmm. you need to commit to like what you're writing you right. know so like that's what kind of put me off because i'm just like you like the dialogue was just so it was it was not very good mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. The description, like the scenes, like everything yeah. was just so good yeah. that it kind of made up for that dialogue being so bad. I, I agree with you. I felt every fight scene was so intense to me. <laughs> I don't know if it's so because intense. I don't know if it's because the guy that was reading it to me was really acting it out, but it compared to the dialogue, it was completely two different books. I felt like. Oh my god. And I feel like the dialogue is what set me back from reading this book because, mm-hmm. like, I could like just the just the background descriptions of everything, just the way that everything was described. Like you felt you any, were there, any, like fight scene too. Yeah, like my heart was like racing. I yeah. was just like, oh my god, like what the fuck is gonna happen? And it made it a page turner. I know. I can see this as a movie clearly. Choppy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah definitely oh man i wish we could talk more about it but we'll we'll tell everyone on instagram if you want to hear more of our thoughts and um yeah it's a it's it's a great book but and i understand the hype but i have uh, certain problems with it i think yeah 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 of course of course like that's what that's my thing like when i've read certain tiktok books i'm able to be like oh okay i see why it's hyped up like you know yeah like and and the TikTok books that I have read, and I was thinking about like either doing like a story on Insta, mm-hmm. like 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 thumbs up or thumbs down for like TikTok famous books, but like Evelyn Hugo, mm-hmm. like kiss <laughs> chef's kiss, and then like the, they both die in the end. I could see why it was such a good book. I could right. see why, like, but this one, I'm just like, I, I like, I don't know. I can almost not see why it's so hyped up on TikTok. I can see it because of their love for each other. And I feel right. 
I don't know. The way that she writes is very accessible, so anyone can pick this up and immediately bond with them, I feel like. I don't know. Right. Right. It's an interesting know. book to be famous on TikTok. I'll just say that. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is yeah. very interesting. Um, but yeah, that's all the books I think I've caught you up on when I've read. And right now I'm taking yes. a pause. I'm not reading anything until tomorrow because I need to let this ruminate in my mind. But I did uh, sign okay. up to another buddy read <laughs> this time with Alexis and Holly. Uh, Holly's my co-owner at the shop and Alexis is a friend and a customer. And we picked up The Dead Romantics by Ashley Poston. So this book comes out in July. It's an advanced copy. And I'll read you the back because Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure what it's about. (laughs) So Florence Day is the ghostwriter for one of the most prolific romance authors in the industry. And she has a problem. After a terrible breakup, she no longer believes in love. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's as good as as dead. (laughs) When her new editor, a too handsome mountain of a man. Okay. He's tall. Won't give her an extension on her book deadline. Florence prepares to kiss her career goodbye. But then she gets a phone call she never wanted to receive. And she must return home for the first time in a decade to help her family bury Hmm. her beloved father. Oh, it's going to be sad. Okay. Mm. For 10 years, she's run from the town that never understood her. And though she misses the sound of a warm southern night and her eccentric loving family and their Mm -hmm. funeral parlor. Okay. There's a lot going on here. She can't bring herself to stay. Even with her father gone, it feels like nothing in this town has changed and she hates it. Until she finds a ghost standing at the funeral parlor front door. Too, th- mm. too tall and too broad to be her father. And he's just as confused about why he's there as she is. It turns out to be her new editor. Who died and it's his ghost? Oh no. And his unfinished <laughs> business will have her second guessing everything she's ever known about love stories. How is this a rom-com if the love interest is a ghost? I guess I'm about to find out. I do not know. <laughs> I guess you will find out. Um, Unfo- I don't know, because like the way that this is, I'm like, unfortunately, you are about to find out. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's so sad. Okay, uh, I'll report back. Um, anyway, what's your last read? Yeah, let me know. Read? Okay, my last read. Okay, like, strap in because this is a lot of books, right? Ooh, really? Yes. Mm -hmm. The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. (laughs) That book we (laughs) just talked about. Wait, you're lying? Yeah. No, I'm serious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you really had me. Oh, my God. I was, like, getting ready, sipping some water. (laughs) Nope. Oh my god! Nope, that was my last read. This has been the yeah. Mm, do you want to talk about this reading slump or not really? <laughs> what I want to talk about the reading? No, I don't want to talk. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I just feel like I'm having a hard time finishing books. Yeah, have you started? Like, I don't many? have. A, I, I'm not having a hard time starting them. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm having a hard time like going through with them, and I think like Aww. I don't know. Well, I'm glad. I, I I plan to like read a lot. I bought like books with me from um to Virginia. Yeah. And not even do anything bookish while I was there. I only went to the open mic, but I had planned to go to a bookshop. 
So, yeah, I only read one book. I don't know why. I, I Like I said, I've been having a hard time, difficult time, like, staying through with books. Mm-hmm. But, like, starting them is not a problem. Like, I started um, Black Girls Must Die Exhausted. Mm-hmm. I started um, another book. I forgot the name of it. I started, like, another book. I forgot that name of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just haven't been able to, like, finish my books. I don't know. Oh, wow. Well, you made, you made some claims on Instagram, though, that you're going to beat me this month. So... <laughs> Yeah. Well, the, the the month is still young. And like, let's just let's not forget that I can read a lot in a little bit this of time. This is true. Check in tomorrow when she's read the, a million books. Right. Mm. Tomorrow I could read like to, like by the, this week, I could read like three books. And then Vina's like, what the heck? And I'm over here like, oh, let me keep t- thinking about Song of Achilles. Um, right. Wow. All right. So this episode, we yeah. are talking poetry so i'm gonna pass the mic (laughs) quite literally to you yes pass the mic to me because i'll give you i'll give you some background of why i suck at poetry right so (laughs) and we're friends and i can't believe i'm saying this but (laughs) i feel like college did me a disservice on what poets we studied because Mm -hmm. the ones that we picked went over my head completely and I was turned off and I'm like, I, I could never like poetry. Right? Right. right. Moment of silence. Yeah. And then I'm going to consider it poetry even, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but the novels in You're verse wrong. that I was picking up, would that be considered poetry? Please don't kill me. Yes. Okay. So, okay. No, no. okay. Yes, they are definitely poetry. So then yes. I picked those up and you know, they're like, some of my favorite books now so i know that there has yeah. to be a side to poetry that i can love but i just haven't found it yet because i keep thinking of the older poets like what's his face bought body layer am i saying that wrong <laughs> just think of no. the oldest poets <laughs> that write the most abstract yeah. poetry yeah. and that's what i was reading or forced to read because of school and yeah, I need you to change that for me. So go ahead. <laughs> well, you came to the right person. So um, <laughs> what happens in a lot of schools is, uh, and this happened to me, like mm-hmm. I've read sonnets and stuff like that. And it never like caught my attention. So I never felt like I could be a poet. Right. And so like, I feel like now in this time, there's a lot of like modern poetry that's being accepted. Mm -hmm. And like even something as early as the 80s, 90s, like 70s, even the 60s, -hmm. like could be like taken into schools and like people will fall in love with poetry, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um... Yeah, it's just really, it's just really weird how, how like, teachers, they have to teach to a curriculum. Mm-hmm. And, like, because of that, like, people read a lot of, like, kids read a lot of boring poetry. Right. And, and, like, not saying that that's, like, you shouldn't know where you come from. Right, right, you know right, what I'm right. saying? But, like, mm-hmm. you know, mix it up, though. Like, if they have to read Shakespearean sonnets, like, have them read, like, you know, a twist on Shakespearean mm-hmm. sonnets. Like... You know, like poets who are taking sonnets and like, you know, read like reimagining mm-hmm, them, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel. And um, whenever somebody says like, oh, you know, like I don't like poetry, it's boring or whatever. It's just like you haven't found a poetry book that you love. Uh, exactly. Right. Because to me, it was either one end. It was either the classics or the really cheesy yeah. Instagram ones. I'm not, you know, 
yeah. talking badly on the Instagram no, people. No, no, I get that. I never and saw they're them. Easy, medium. like they're digestible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're easy. They're uh, um, you know digestible, like lang leave and and things mm-hmm. like that. And they're they're easily relatable, right? But there's so many like poets, so many books, so many like like even slam poetry. You know, like all these books, all these like poets, and they're like being not being in like integrated into the curriculum, mm-hmm. which makes me mm-hmm. upset. Yep. I so, agree. yeah. So, speaking about poetry, what I'm currently reading is I'm reading 808s and Others by Sean Avery Medlin. And I talked about this on the last, po- po- um, on the last podcast, mm-hmm. but I feel like I'm, I'm acting like you now. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want it to end. I'm savoring it, but I really am enjoying the book and I'm at the end um, where you, you get excerpts from his album and things like right. that. Um, other than that, um, I do have, because it's a poetry podcast, mm-hmm. you know, like I ha- I'm like not poetry podcast, but because it's poetry month, mm-hmm. I have to talk about two books that I'm really excited for. Okay. Um, so the butterfly bruises by Palmer Smith. Uh, she actually found us through our Insta and offered to give us access to her mm-hmm. book and I'm always down to read poetry. So it's something that I'm really excited in, um, to get into. So this is 80 poems. Um, it's her debut collection of um consists of 80 poems and several short stories it is a meditation on miscommunication childhood northeastern and southern american culture family nature versus technology and the imagination of introvert Mm. which you know sounds really Mm, interesting that sounds good and then another book i'm so excited for that came out this month and i'm i have to pick Mm it up um is time is mother by ocean Mm. bong let me tell you something i feel like you had a disservice into like Ocean Vong, like an introduction into Ocean Vong right. because you read um, the Briefly Gorgeous. Like, I feel like you should have been introduced to his poetry because his poetry is top tier amazing. Right, right. Very amazing. No, as I was reading his novel, um, it, I could tell that this guy is a poet. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. And like, there's so many things that you can explore in poetry, mm-hmm, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like that's what's that's what's missing in and school's curriculum, but I could go on and on about this. So. <laughs> That's okay. Um, how's Naiporaimo? Right. Are you writing? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, let's talk about that. So, um, <laughs> you know, while we're celebrating poetry during this month, I'm sure we talked about it last year, but I'm going to say it again because, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. For the new people, mm-hmm. for the people in the back. <laughs> um, typically, poets will do a poetry call, a, po- a challenge called Naiporaimo, which stands for National Poetry Writing Month. And um, it is a challenge to write 30 poems in 30 days. And just a quick plug, if you're looking for dope-ass prompts or inspirations for your next poem because you've gotten stuck and don't know what to write about, um, head over to Instagram, Dominican Writers. Yes. And um, they have been religiously pro- posting prompts and lines every day. And though I haven't posted them, I have used a few of their prompts and I've been mm-hmm. writing. Uh, I am a few days behind, I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm just a few days behind. I'm just not even like, you know, it is what I it got is. You. No, I love that their prompts are in English and Spanish, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And even though I have to translate them, like I understand <laughs> some parts of it. And I'm just like, Vina, <laughs> what you doing, girl? I got you. Uh, can you come over here and tell me what this means real quick? <laughs> My Spanglish ass, you know? No, I just love that they have Aventura lyrics. That's, that's next level. <laughs> yeah 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 i didn't even write to that one but i'm just so like you know yeah so i love it i love when when poets do that too because like i mean like just 
um, people recognize Naporimo because mm-hmm. it's so challenging sometimes writing 30 poems in 30 days. Like, right. you know, no, I can just imagine thinking of all the prompts and like not wanting to challenge yourself and not write about the same thing consistently, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like there's somebody out there doing a 30 day, like a 30, 30, like <laughs> days worth of po- one poem, right? Whoa. Like <laughs> it's just one poem for Naporimo. Right. Oh, that, that's awesome. <laughs> Okay, so also later in the podcast, you will um, all witness Vina picking her poetry book with a twist. Mm, I'm nervous. This is your, (laughs) yeah. And the only twist is that it's a pre-selected poetry book because you wanted to challenge yourself to read a poetry book, right? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) And (laughs) are we doing this now? No, not yet. But what made you decide to, like, well, I guess, like, you answered it a little bit, but, like, yeah. what made you decide to, like, challenge yourself this month? No, though? I feel like I owe it to being your friend <laughs> to be more of a poet <laughs> reader. I want to be able to, I don't know, not relate necessarily, but just support poets as much as I support novels, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and I know, I yeah. know there's great poetry out there because I love... Elizabeth Acevedo, Elizabeth Velasquez. I know they exist. It's just I have trouble finding them. So I that's why I'm asking right. you for help. Help me. <laughs> well, I have three poets here that I think you're okay. going to love. And then we could, um, yeah, right. we could uh, pick that a little later, okay. like towards the end of the podcast. Cool. But um, you asked me, or I don't think we ever talked about like uh, how I pick poetry. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And you've been with me to a bunch of places where I bought uh, bought yeah. a lot of poetry. Yeah, I tend to walk away so, while you're doing um, that because it's a long process. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She walks away. Oh my like God. when we was at BN, you literally walked I'm like, away. Oh, I don't read that, and now I need to change that. <laughs> Yo, you really yeah. do. I all right. I accept. I accept. <laughs> uh, so I pick poems from poets I don't know by going through pages randomly and reading random poems. Um, say I pick it's like kind of like what you do with novels how you read the first line Mm, okay but you can't I don't feel like you can you can do that uh authentically like with well you can but like I don't typically do that I'm not saying I don't know how other people pick poetry Mm -hmm. but this is how I do it so say I pick a book from a poet I don't know I'll flip through it like I'll flip through it three or four times and ran and randomly hit three or four different poems. And if there's a line that appeals to me, I'll buy it. I do this to be fair. Like I'm not going to go. I'm not going to like every poem in the book. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's just sometimes almost unheard of. Like you're not going to like every poem, you right. know, but if there are lines that stick out for me, I'll get it. Um, but I have to make sure there's at least something that I can take away from my reading And I like to find poets I have never heard about, but sometimes I look at the backs of the book and poetry is relatively like a smaller community versus like sci-fi or YA or like romance, you know, like it's not like as big as the fiction world, you know, Mm -hmm. in that like when you see the back of the book, poets will mention other poets who helped them or like inspired them and shit and I'll do a deep dive on more famous poets to see who their favorite poet is. And that's who I look for, like, at the library or, you know, when we go to independent, um, like, random bookshops, I'll find more gems versus, like, Barnes & Nobles. Um, the Strand is somewhere that has a huge collection of poetry. I found, like, so many gems at um, 
at the strand is just amazing wow okay despite their stuff you know <laughs> and also vina you're getting you know like the poetry selection is is better <laughs> thank you thank you i'm trying <laughs> I think there's a little influence uh, there, a little, uh, you know, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> because I think like, you know, like reading, like poetry is so mm-hmm. subjective. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. so subjective. And I think it's even more subjective in a way that like novels aren't. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. There's more room for you to because, interpret like, than a novel does. Yeah. Yes. And then there's also your personal experience. Right. That goes into like you and the way that you interpret the uh, interpret a a a poem, a line, a stanza, like anything, like the way that it's written. And I think like that's also something that I want you to think about when you're when you're reading Mm -hmm. poetry, like really digest the poem, Mm -hmm. you know, to all these poets, because the poets that I Mm -hmm. picked for you are are good, are very good. I'm so nervous. And like, I just want you to. I just want you to digest okay. the poem. And like like I said, not every poem you're going to be a fan of. You know, like don't go into mm-hmm. like, oh, this has to be a good book from one point to the next. Because in you class, know? especially in college, you had to read a poem and break it down in a way that it loses right. kind of its shine. So if we're reading a stanza or whatever, the teacher's like, okay, can you say like why did he choose to say it this way and it's just poetry should i understand it's for school and you have to but i just i felt very turned off from the whole experience i'm like i i wasn't in this guy's head so how would i know (laughs) you know what i mean yeah right no no no. yeah i get that and for you to break down every every i think one of the uh, one of the poets that i had one of the teachers that i had was very like smart in the way that he's like just look at the yeah. poem first and yeah. then read it and then sit back and then right. read it again right and you don't have to do that for every poem there might be a poem that you don't like and you don't want to read it mm-hmm. again that's fine but like the poems that you really do enjoy like just sit back and just like just okay chill in it you okay. know what i'm saying like oh okay like this was a good book like mm-hmm. a good poem i'm gonna mm-hmm. chill in it you know what i'm saying Okay, so, I'm excited. We're going to report back whenever I finish these poetry books. I was going to say, if you ever need help or anything like that, like, mm. you know. And like I said, like, it's not a class either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just yeah. enjoy it. That's all I want I'm you to do. Try. Just enjoy I'm it. Try. Um, but I will be listening yes. to a poetry book this month. I have the audiobook for Ocean Vong's new book. I know. Yes. So I'm going to see how that goes. I'm going to go with audio first, and then I'm going to read whichever one we pick next with you. I'm very okay. nervous. <laughs> okay. You're nervous. And he Don't reads his own, obviously, poetry book, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah. That's cool. All right. I'm ready when you are. I'm like so. <laughs> crossing my legs. <laughs> So what do you, so like, here's my thing, right? Like I was thinking about two different ways in doing it. So I have three books that I'm going to have you pick by. And do you want me to read a line from the first book? Um, from the first, like the first poem in the book, or would you rather like me pick a, like a page at random? Um, I'm a first page kind of gal. So let's do that. 
Yeah. Okay, so we're going to do that. I knew he was going <laughs> to pick that, but I just had to. Yeah. All right. So the first okay. book. You're not going to tell right? me the title or anything, right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> not at all. So do you, I'm going to read you the first sentence, like the full sentence, not like the line. I'm going to okay. read you a sentence. Okay. 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 I've been taught bloodstones can cure a snake bite, can stop the bleeding. Most people forgot this when the war ended. Mm. Okay. That's one. This is what it feels okay. like on the other side for me. <laughs> when I make you pick. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. In the body where everything has a price, I was a beggar. Mm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the last one, it is... When she stops kissing you with her mouth open, find the screwdriver. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. I'm going to go. Can I hear the first one again? Yes. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a game show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been taught bloodstones can cure a snake bite, can stop the bleeding. Most people forget this when the war ended. Most people forgot this when the war ended. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to go with option two. <laughs> Ocean bomb. You're lying. <laughs> Night sky with exit wounds. Yeah. You're lying. Wow. I'm so serious. So you have two Ocean Bongs yeah, to read. Yeah, yeah. What were my other options that I passed on? Okay, so... <laughs> I'm so sad you didn't pick this one, oh. but um, The Bones Below, by uh, poems by Sierra DeMolder. Okay. Congratulations to her and her wife, who just gave birth to Aww. their baby named Temple Fawn today, or the last Cute. few days. So I'll read a small synopsis, yeah, or yeah, yeah. maybe I'll read the whole poem. The synopsis is good. (laughs) Let me see how long this poem is. Yeah. The synopsis, okay. A clear voice of her generation, Sierra DeMolda's writing offers a gritty yet sincere perspective on the subtle joys and modern pains of living. The Bones Below delicately carries the reader to a a place of brutal, beautiful honesty. DeMolda's personal revelations complete a touch a touching portrait of the artist and her fearless exploration of the human experience bare in its rawest and most tender forms. And this is like a book I read in high school that I just really mm. enjoy. And um, I love Sierra okay, DeMolder. Okay. Um, remember, you know, the book, how to be in, I mean, you know, the poem that I wrote, how to be eaten by yeah, a butterfly. It was done in her Aww, workshop. Like I've known her since I was like cute. 15. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the second one or the, the first one was post-colonial love poems. Oh man! By Natalie Diaz, and that one was I've been taught bloodstones can cure a snake bite, can't stop the bleeding. Most people forget forgot this when the war oh, ended. Oh man! Now, <laughs> yeah, this one would would have been a good one too. Um, so post-colonial love poems is an anthem of desire against erasure. Natalie Diaz's brilliant second collection demands that that every drop carried. Every body carried in its pages, bodies of language, land, rivers, suffering brothers, enemies, and lovers, be touched and held as beloves. Mm. 
Mm. Through these poems, the wounds inflicted by America into an indigenous people are allowed to bloom pleasure and tenderness. And this is a quote. Let me carry. Let me call my anxiety desire. Then let me call it a garden. In this new lyrical landscape, the bodies of indigenous Latinx black and brown women are simultaneously the body, the body politic and the body ecstatic in claiming the autonomy of desire. Language is pushed um, to its dark edges, the astonishing dune fields and forests where pleasure and love are both grief, joy, violence and sensuality. And there's another um, uh, paragraph, Mm. but you guys can look it up if you want to um it's really good book too okay so so i'm having an ocean vong month (laughs) yeah you are so night sky with exit wounds was actually the reason why i fell in love with Mm. ocean vong um it was actually given to me in a um in a box one of my 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 professors his wife is a librarian and they were getting rid of a bunch of, like, books and stuff like that. And he was like, give me your address. And over the summer, I'll just send you, like, all the poetry that, like, I think you'll oh enjoy. Oh, gosh. And so this was among among it. And um, this was his first full-length collection aimed straight for the personal big and very human subjects of romance, family, memory, grief, war, and melancholia. None of these he allows to overwhelm his spirit of his poems, which demonstrate through breath and cadence and unrepent unrepentant enthrallment that a gentle palm on a chest can calm the firest hungers Mm. so yeah all right guys vina has two poetry books by the same author (laughs) by the same same poet oh man now to be fair i picked these books before i even knew that you were gonna read ocean bone if i knew that i wouldn't have picked this one it's okay I'll I'll definitely I definitely yeah. want to pick up Natalie Diaz because I've been eyeing that book for a while, um, but we'll see. Maybe I'll give yeah. you both. I'll challenge myself. <laughs> or you can read Ocean Vong and then like. Well, yeah, I'll just yeah. give it to you both. Okay. I'll give it okay. both to you. And I will report back in our next episode. Yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. We will report. I will report back with my findings and. Shanice will report back with more books read. <laughs> That's yes. the deal. Hopefully. We'll see. We'll see <laughs> on the next episode of uh, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> All right. Till next time.